the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Rejoice ye in the Lord, and again I say, rejoice ye. Today is known as Gaudete Sunday. The word Gaudete meaning rejoice. It's the first word in the intro. Today is a lessening of the penitential nature of Advent. If we had rose-colored vestments, we would be wearing them, not pink. Pink is not a liturgical color. Rose. But you will notice that, that I and Sunday and Aaron have, have put back on the Dalmatic and Tunicle, which we normally do not wear during penitential seasons. We won't wear them again next week. But today is a lessening of that penit penitential nature of Advent. Gaudete, rejoice. Have joy. What is joy? What is joy? Joy is a difficult concept, especially for some of us. Some of us have more trouble with it than others. Joy is not merely happiness. We can be happy about all kinds of things. But usually in the midst of suffering, we're not happy. But in the midst of suffering, we can find joy. Pope Francis said recently, joy, the difference between happiness and joy is that joy is a gift from God. I was thinking about that some when we had the big state funeral on TV here, President Bush, and people in the midst of grief found joy. They found joy in remembering his life of service, not just to our nation, but to his family to his friends. He was known as a very kind person. Joy. Rejoice. So what is it we are rejoicing about? When Metropolitan Joseph was still out in Los Angeles, he preached a sermon one Sunday. In fact, it may not have even been Sunday. It would have made sense if it was the feast day of St. Nicholas, because the cathedral there is St. Nicholas. But he said, not once, but repeatedly in his sermon, there is no Santa Claus. There is no Santa Claus. And some people were upset by this. You can't, you can't say that. We have children with us. You can't, you can't just come out and say that. So the next time he preached, he said, I understand some of you were a little upset about some things I said in my last sermon. So I just want to say this to you. There is no Santa Claus. <laughs> we have this season that we're in, and it's become quite confusing, hasn't it? Because we are bombarded. There's every, it's now become my, one of my holiday traditions. There is a radio station that I take off my radio for the duration of, of this season. Because they start like in late June playing Christmas songs. 
And the Christmas songs they're playing are just awful. Santa Claus is coming. Oh, Rudolph. You know, anything, anything but the real reason for us to rejoice. They want to talk about Santa. They want to talk about Rudolph. They want to talk about Frosty. They want to talk about anyone or anything but the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, it's okay that Santa's out there. I mean, and I know some people here even, some people here even, took their children to have a picture with Santa. That's okay. But I hope none of us are teaching our children that it's Santa that brings you the presents. I hope none of us are doing that. Because I saw something that has consequences. I saw something very scary on the internet. I have friends whom I know profess themselves to be atheists. And they said, my parents lied to me about Santa. Why should I believe them about God? My parents lied to me about Santa. Why should I believe them when they tell me about God? And make no mistake, as wonderful a job as our Sunday school teachers do, the primary place where our children learn about Christ and what a priority Christ should be in their lives is from our parents. It is always such a joy for me to see in this church, we have several families where there are three generations sitting in church together. Because that tells me something was done right there. Is that always a guarantee? No, of course not. Are there plenty of families here where you're the first generation? Of course, thank God. But if Christ is not a priority for us, if we're too busy worrying about all the distractions, like gifts and presents and trees and decorations and lights and Santa and Rudolph and Jesus, I mean, and, and Frosty, and Jesus is not our priority, and being in church is not our priority, then what message are our children going to receive from that? Because it is the parents who primarily pass down that knowledge. I was very, very fortunate in life. Very fortunate. I had two parents who were here every Sunday they could be, and in fact, in later life, every weekday they could be. And not only were they here, they were active. Mom was doing the flowers, dad was doing the vestry, etc., etc. And it was very clear from the example of their lives. They never had to sit down and talk to me about Jesus. But it was very clear from the example of their lives what their priorities were. And therefore what my priorities should be. We got to spend 47 Christmases together. My parents, me, and my sister. 47. And that was always a priority. To be in church. Even if we were a busy family, we were in church. Maybe not our church, but we were in church. So 
So during this season when, you know, and this is a terrible season for anybody involved in the mental health profession. Suicides are highest at Christmas. Why? Because one, there's this whole expectation, not of joy, but of happiness. Everybody's supposed to be happy at Christmas, right? But we're not, are we? I get to spend 47 Christmases with my family. I don't get to do that anymore. That's not a cause for happiness. I find it difficult sometimes to be just happy all the time. And we can't be. We're human beings. We're not called to be happy all the time. But we are called to find joy, even in the midst of suffering. And the joy that we find is in that our Lord is coming. Not just that we're going to celebrate the feast of his incarnation, but that our Lord is coming. Because Advent is not just about preparing for the incarnation, it's about preparing for the second coming. We look forward not only to the coming of Christ as an infant in the past, we look forward to his coming as Lord and Savior in the future. And then we'll all be happy, and we'll all be filled with joy, because all our worries will be gone. We won't have to worry about anything else anymore at that point. So amidst all the distractions of gifts, of presents, of parties, of everything else that we're supposed to be involved with in this season, if it all gets you down, which it does for me, take comfort in the words of our communion antiphon. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come and save you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.